Yeah, uh, yeah. Semen is the 21st century. <laughs> Semen and children. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Semen and children first. Oh, you know, you put a little vermouth in that, and it's just delicious. Oh yes, of course, I'm sure. <laughs> sweet, sweet vermouth, or or do you like the the, the dry vermouth? Uh, uh, dry. Keep it. Okay. Keep it. Keep it dry. Keep it classy. Keep it dry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not dirty. You don't want it dirty. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I understand. Okay. So uh, tonight we're doing a special uh, sort of uh, outside of the regular bounds of the futile podcast, which I'm trying to get outside of here as we enter our, our fourth year, trying to expand into other reports and possibly doing more work via Skype with other uh, alternate um, or alternative. Alternative comics, alternative commentaries uh, on alternative culture and all things out there in the world that people have opinions about that ultimately are futile because, you know, it all turns into dust anyway, right? You, you, you should use the word grunge, Ian. I think, I, think we need to bring, I think we need to bring that word back. I yeah, I, I've heard I, recently, <laughs> on a po- not recently, but like on a podcast I heard a guy who's like an older guy talking to some sort of young hipstery guys, and he used the term grunge, and they kind of like poo-pooed it and laughed like, well, no one really says that anymore. And I'm like, well, does that make it invalid? That's what people said about that kind of... It's not like you're so cool that you're beyond labels now. I'm sorry, you know? So, 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 so Ian, I got to tell you the story. Uh, uh, they had the Urbana Sweet Corn Festival where all the farmers bring in the corn. Because farmers don't have, yeah, sweet sweet corn, okay. uh, but they don't have corn anymore. Uh, they grow soybeans out here, so all the corn was like uh, bought by Walmart. But anyway, uh, they always ha- they always have a band playing there. So like three years ago, I saw uh, Parliament Funkadelic there. Uh, two years ago, I saw Fog Hat there. But right, so seventies bands. Yeah. Guess who? Guess who the band was this year? Was it Chicago? I don't know. No, it was not Chicago. It was Soul Asylum. It was oh, fucking nice. Soul Asylum. <laughs> Did they play Runaway Train? Of course. Of course, of course, of course. They started with a uh, Black Gold. So, okay. so yeah, yeah. I, was know, I think I only know two Soul Asylum songs, and one of them is because of the end of Clerks Two. <laughs> the Misery Loves Company song, and then Runaway Train, which established the precedent that I would always bug my brother about, which is only old people steal babies. <laughs> if, you, if, you remember, if you remember the, the video to Runaway Train, it was just old scraggly people stealing babies from like young, like hip, well-to-do people. All right. That's all it was, and I was like, "What is this all about? Just old people stealing babies." Well, I mean, if you mix it with a little vermouth, that tastes really yeah, exactly. Tastes- then you use the, <laughs> the sweet vermouth there so that you can like coax the kids in. You know, want some candy? All right. Yeah, and the semen. You need the semen. Well, of course, you know, you know that will come naturally. <laughs> uh. Anyway, Soul Asylum made me feel old. Like they would play like back to back years with Fog Hat. I just felt uh. Yes. Yes. I felt old, but he, but he did come. Well, the reason I, I, I tell the story is because he did come in grunge gear. So he came in like period costume, like it's the nice. flannel shirt, the uh, the jeans. It was like a the... grunge fair. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, instead of like a renaissance fair, it's like a grunge fair. <laughs> and some people show up dressed in like those blue kind of steel looking pearlescent, vaguely pearlescent suits that like talk show hosts like Arsenio Hall would wear in the early nineties. <laughs> so... I saw so many parachute pants scenes. Oh my gosh! Wow. So. You are talking about, tonight you're talking about your experiences in uh, Nevada at this uh, Burning Man festival, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, what, what do you know about Burning Man, Ian? Um, I think you told me a few things about it, and it seemed like it pretty much gelled with what I had vaguely gleaned from knowing nothing about it, which is, you know, a bunch of hippies go out into the, the desert, they all get sort of sunburned, and then they all burn a big effigy at the end of the day or at the end of the month or whatever. Yeah, at the end of the week yeah, on yeah. Saturday. It's basically it, just a hippie jam fest, right? You know, in the vein of 
reggae on the river or whatever else, except it's, I guess, not ostensibly about music. It's sort of like uh, I'm back to the 90s, I don't know, maybe like a Lollapalooza kind of thing, if it were... Right, or... If it were also naively attempting to be vaguely anti-corporate, anti-consumer, anti-consumption, anti-all things that pretty much make us human in the modern culture these days kind of thing. So the so, BlackRock picture you sent me, it says 2005 is the file, but then it said 2006 somewhere when I was looking at it earlier. Yeah, the date 2006, February, okay, then that must be, up, that's when it was uploaded, I guess. Right, right, right. So, so this is kind of like a, I don't know, three quarters, two thirds circle with sort of, looks like rudimentary b- b- city block kind of design. Right, right, right. So, the, so the, city, the city block goes from 2 o'clock to 10 o'clock, and then it's out open, it's open desert past that. The man is right in the center. Okay, um, I see that. And then at 6 o'clock, so, so the picture is a little bit skewed. Um, 12 o'clock is supposed to be facing north, so... Um, and then at 6 o'clock is where the little community center is, so that's where the bulletin boards and shit is. Uh, you can get ice there. Uh, ice and coffee are one of the only things you can buy with cash, and then cash isn't good anywhere else. Um, uh, co- coffee, that's interesting. I, ice? ice. People, people fucking coffee. line up for that coffee. It's like $3 for like a tiny little cup of coffee. Oh and people, my gosh. That's people line hilarious. up around the block. <laughs> it completely undermines the entire thing. Oh well, God. part of—I mean, I mean, part of it is that uh, hot water is hard to get out on the out on the playa because it's, it's really cold the night before. So and are people going for hot water then? Is it the resource of the heated water versus the and the cold water? Is that what they really are going? Or are they getting coffee? Is it just the addiction to caffeine? It, it's partly caffeine, but it's also partly to have a hot drink. Like if 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 you don't have hot water at your camp, then that's yeah, a place to get a hot drink. A bad place. Because it gets really cold at night. It, it gets. It was in the upper 30s, low 40s at night. That makes so. sense. That's the way the deserts are. Hey, can you see that it almost looks like there's an outline of the Pentagon in this picture? Yeah, like a little Pentagon. Yeah, that's so how it, they. Uh, I mean, it skews out even further on one side, but it's still got the Pentagon thing too. So I don't know what those. Are those so, just from roads so that's the, or something? No, so that's the fence out. Yeah, so there are roads around it, but it's the fence that uh, encloses the little Burning Man camp. So okay, so 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 it's kind of like a festival. It's enclosed. Uh, it's yeah, it's, like an internment yeah. kind of thing. Oh my gosh! So so uh, it's it's private property. So it's on. It was on public. I don't know all the backstory to it. Okay. Uh, so so I shouldn't be talking. Well, uh, you know go- what you know whatever you do know, and so uh, it is private property. You at least know that. I, I, it, it used to be on public property, and they used to get it from the uh, uh, Bureau of Land Management, and then they switched over. So I think it's on private property now. I'm not exactly sure of all the details, though. Go to go to fucking Wikipedia. There's yeah, the internet there's, there. There's the <laughs> yeah, people can go to Wikipedia, and they can go to Wikipedia file 2005 BlackRock City JPEG to see the image that we're talking about. It's this satellite picture that is pretty astounding, pretty uh, pretty cool. Uh, it, it's it's about a mile and a half the circle. Uh, in diameter, I think. So it's a it's a pretty big little place. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, it, it's kind of like a festival. If uh, there were a bunch of DJs playing and shit, and uh, if I knew anything about music at all, I would know more. The only band that I recognized was Crystal Method, and I guess they played for like an hour somewhere, and I missed it because uh, I was wandering the desert. Um, <laughs> like Kane and Kung Fu, or uh, a various number of uh, like post-apocalyptic heroes from eighties uh, cinema. Right, they have a, they have a word for that kind of thing, and it's called a bum. Yeah. Uh. 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 So, <laughs> so, uh, so it's a lot like a festival, but but the one thing that makes it really different from a festival um, is also the thing that I liked most. So, uh, it's out in the desert, bunch of drunk fucking 
tripping out people. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, but one of the one of the like virtues of the camp or of the site is this like total self reliance thing. So there's no public trash cans anywhere. So anything that you bring onto the desert, you have to take off the desert also. And so everyone has to take care of their own shit, and you can't. So you see you see people like pocketing cigarettes and stuff, like cigarette butts, because you it's can't like just throw it down. Or something. Right, right, right. Um, so, so that means that in the morning, and I saw the sunrise, like, m most of the nights that I was there, I saw the sunrise, and you'd be out in the morning after a huge party night with, there were 60,000 people there, so huge fucking party, and then you'd wake up the next morning and the desert would be spotless, you wouldn't see any trash piled up anywhere, you wouldn't see, you wouldn't see a single piece of trash on the ground at all, and... Like, this doesn't mean that all the people there are saints, like, they're a bunch of obnoxious fucking people, but either they cleaned up their stuff, or they had someone else clean it up, or someone just picked it up off the ground, and the place was just clean afterwards, and that's, like, great. So, the way the way I describe it is uh, uh, urban camping. Um, um, so, like, uh, like everyone's experience there is going to be different, but it's sort of like urban camping. So, if you like camping where, like, you live in a tent, and you are, uh, you have to eat the food that you brought in, and uh, sort of survive on your own. I sort of like that, but it's in the middle of this big urban environment, 60,000 people around you, the art there, the culture, the music, the community, uh, the sort of sense of community, uh, uh, the, the roadways, like the, the, the uh, transportation system, all this stuff is very, it feels like, like a big city. It feels like you, you're living in the middle of a bunch of people, but you're camping uh, while you're doing it. Um, so if you like camping, but you like also big cities, it's like, great. Uh, I felt right at home there. <laughs> okay. So, 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 so people bring their wares to, to, to barter, I guess, presumably, because money is, money is frowned upon here, or is it, it, was there a lot of networking going on, a lot of people handed cards out, like, yeah, great, when I'm back in, you know, the city, we should check out, check out my gallery, and, you, you know, we can actually do proper commerce, or... So, 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 I'm, I'm sure there were, I mean, like, uh, so, the art projects there were fucking massive, and, like, there's lots of money behind funding these art projects, like, they're fucking huge, uh, it was just really impressive, um, and... size-wise, there's, like, a life-size... Godzilla or something? I mean, like, what, what... Okay, okay, so, 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 are you looking at the, uh, are you looking at the map? I'm looking at the, at the picture still. At, yeah, at, at, at the picture I said. Okay, so, so, so the way it works, so let me just describe the way it works. So, so the, the city goes from, uh, 2 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Yeah, I see that. Um, and so each one of the avenues, so it's, it's 2 o'clock and then 2.30 and then 3 o'clock, and you can see 3 o'clock go right across from the man. You can see 9 o'clock on the other side. You can see 6 o'clock. Um, and then each one of the uh, concentric circles going out are, uh, this year they were named after uh, letters. So it was, uh, I'm sorry, they were named after cities um, in alphabetical order. So it was Athens and then uh, Baghdad and then uh, Detroit was the only American city and it was also the only city with uh, 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 restrooms on it. So <laughs> uh, that was kind of that was kind of good. Um, Robocop proud. Uh, so so no one uses watches at all. Like no one knows what time it is anywhere. Uh, Does at anyone all. use watches anymore though? Everyone just uses their cell phones. So no one no one carries any electronics. There's no power out there unless you bring it in, right? So there's no power. There's no internet. There's no cell signal. Um, nice. Um, almost all the power that you see on the on the playa. So the playa. So okay. So so the the uh, most inner circle of the city is called the Esplanade, and at each one of the intersections, there's like a big club there, or uh, or something. There's like something there to see. At six o'clock, there's the the hub. It's called uh, Center City. Um, and then, and then at each one of the other intersections, there's like a dance club, or sometimes there's like a like a campfire, or a ranger station, or 
um, a sleep. There, so there were lots of tents that just had a bunch of pillows stacked up, and you just go in there and sleep with a bunch of other people all around oh you. Oh my gosh! Right, or, a little cuddle party kind of thing. A little cuddle. There were cuddle parties going on all over the place. Um, there was an orgy club at seven o'clock that my dad lived next to. Uh, <laughs> uh, so just, so just, just like back at home, huh? Did you do bang on the door with the with the broom and be like, "Those damn kids, huh?" Right, right, right. Okay, so 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 exactly at twelve o'clock, um, up above the man, right? The man is in the center, and at twelve o'clock is the temple. Um, and the temple also burns. It burns the day after the after the man. I didn't stay. I didn't stick around for the temple. You're supposed to be quiet during the temple burn. I, I didn't see it, so I don't. I don't know what it's about. It was a very pensive, very penitent ceremony, huh? Right, but out out right. past the temple and um, around the circle, and then all inside that big desert, and that's about a, that's almost probably a mile, maybe maybe a little less than a mile um, in diameter. That little center circle that's called the playa, okay. and there's a bunch of uh, freestanding art sculpt like like huge huge sculptures or something. Some of them were 150, 250, 200 feet in the, in the air. Like and or something. Right, right, right. And they would, so one of them was this giant lady and like all sorts of stuff. Uh, and there would be a bunch of little art around it and it would turn into this spontaneous dance club at night. So there would, there would be a DJ and huge fucking speakers. And then the dance club would be just as far as the music would extend out into the desert. Um, and then in between these clubs was just blackness. It was just nothing. Um, especially at night when there were sandstorms, you couldn't see more than 10 feet ahead of you. You knew there were tens of thousands of people standing around you, but uh, you couldn't see more than 10 feet ahead of you, and you looked like you were completely closed off into the desert night. And uh, uh, and you'd wander back and forth between these clubs. Uh, uh, in, in that big center circle, there's also a bunch of art installations sort of scattered around, so you would just stumble into one of these art installations, or there'd be little campfires, or there'd be people standing around, uh, and you'd just make friends and wander between the clubs or uh, in through the camping area. Um, there were also... So the other thing is that uh, some of the camps that aren't on the Esplanade, that don't have a club, make these art cars... Um, they're called uh, mutant vehicles, uh, and they're the only things that are allowed to drive if, uh, or have a motor at all. If you, if you don't have an art car, then you have to be riding a bike or walking, um, so you can't drive around unless you have these art cars, and the art cars are usually made up in some elaborate way. Sometimes they're, they're like uh, moving dance clubs. Sometimes they're uh, more pi- uh, cuddle party pillow kind of things. Is Sometimes, this like a flatbed truck that someone's driving around? Like it's flat, have a pretty substantial amount of surface area to right, a right. Flat, or flatbed trucks, uh, double-decker buses, uh, buses of various sorts. Um, sometimes oh just 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 uh, completely uh, vehicles made completely from the ground up. Um, lots of vehicles that were spewing fire in various ways, uh, oh. uh, and they would have and they would have big sound systems. And then these these sort of roving clubs, you could jump on the car and t- and they would move around uh, the clubs that were stationary. And so you could you, you could um, you could meet people on the cars. Or you could t- take the car as a taxi to go to wherever it's going, and then see if, what was there. And you just sort of wander around. Um, now these the people who had the cars um, and the people who owned the clubs were artists of various sorts. They're usually little collectives of artists. They had a little camp of twenty people or something, and they all ran these clubs. Um, um, and there there were lots of power dynamics that I don't even know how to. Uh, uh, it's like, get it's into. like a William, William Gibson novel or something. Obviously. It was no, it was it was it was exactly the way they described the metaverse in uh, uh, Stevenson's Snow Crash. Have you read Snow Crash? I've, I've read a good portion of it. <laughs> right. So Snow Crash is the virtual reality thing where you put on the goggles and you right. And so the way that he describes it is that it was these hubs of activity that were glowing in the night and like, looked like Las Vegas um, in yeah. between in between miles of just blackness because nothing had been set up there. Right. And you and if you were traveling around the metaverse, you had to travel around like like stretches of blackness in between these these huge uh, glowing uh, uh, spheres of population and activity and uh, humans. Um, kind of like in the real world. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> uh, uh, 
so the art people are like like they're they're all connected in various ways. They all know people. They don't, they have funding. Like I I sat in uh, I sat I just happened to be sitting on a bench um, um, where uh, someone next to me was getting interviewed by someone for the New York Times about the relationship between Burning Man and academia because I was at an academic like mixer <laughs> and 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 someone was getting interviewed for the New York Times right next to me. Uh, <coughs> So who was who was driving that interview? Was the New York Times trying to make the connection, or was the person being interviewed trying to make that connection? Uh, the reporter was t- t- uh, writing a story about uh, uh, academic um, and educational things and Burning Man, and uh, so she, she and there was this mixer had already been set up, and she was she had planned to meet this and this guy was like the founder. I should actually look it up on New York Times because it's probably already published. Uh, uh, well, I'll do that later. Whatever. Yeah, uh, our, our listeners, our listeners, which are in the, in the tens of thousands, will be, will be more now. That they, 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 all the people that went to this thing probably will want to hear this report. Want to hear uh, talk about real talk, some real talk about the Burning Man situation, right? All right. <laughs> so, so okay. So you got in on, on on sort of eavesdropping on a New York Times interview with some well, right, pretty right, substantial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the point was just that, like, the artistic community here, I mean, like, this is, like, better art than I've seen anywhere. Uh, it, it, it was really awesome, and, uh, it, like, the, the community there, um, like, the sort of, uh, so, 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 so the community has its own ethos, and I sort of really got into that, and then the, the, the culture there that uh, produces all this art was really great. And um, so, so, so the idea is, right, so you asked about money, so they don't spend money, um, and you don't really barter for things so much as all the camps have some theme where they uh, contribute to the environment in some way, and some of them run these clubs, and some of them, um, you know, take care of the, you know, pillow sites or whatever and uh or the uh my dad was across the street from the cheesy porn camp so the cheesy porn camp just had a big theater where they showed uh uh cheesy porn movies from the 70s so the, the, ironic masturbation was going on then uh i'm sure there was some non-ironic masturbation also lots of people walk naked during the day um like uh, a good percentage of them walk naked or in states of semi-clothedness um lots of incredibly attractive people there incredibly seems, attractive people that there. seems very strange but i guess that, that that's turned around then huh so, uh, there, there's lots just, of lots of there's lots of ugly people there too i mean it's, yeah, fucking, it, it, it's representative of proper culture maybe huh? right right, right. It, it, it feels like any other urban environment you just see all sorts of people there and uh um, uh, but they take care of their shit and they're nice and friendly. So, <laughs> like <laughs> the, the the last day, um, uh, I I never I never met like a girl that I could hang around with. Like I met lots of girls that I like walked around the desert with just randomly. Um, yeah. but, uh, uh, no, no, wait, wait, maybe you should do this in order in terms of the stories you have here. But I'm just curious, how was it unbelievably tedious to be trying to have your own little desert experience while somebody was walking around trying to like interject their take on things? Like was that kind of like somebody explaining the joke half the time, or did you actually like did did did, did they shut their mouth? I guess when you were walking around with these these people. Wait, uh, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, like, did 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 you you know did you go into the desert to kind of have your own own thing there, or what? Like, or so, was it hanging out with these other people? Like, was it was that like more what it was about? I guess. Uh, I mean, everyone has their own experience out there. So so I went with uh, Kirk. Uh, you know Kirk. Um, yeah, Kirk. And. And uh, my friend John, who is at uh, Columbia. Um, this is Kirk, who recently grew a personality, right? Like, back when we knew him, he didn't really have one, and now he's kind of started to, like, live life and enjoy things and admit that he likes things and <laughs> not, not co- constantly having insomnia and just being a miserable sort of drag and downer on everybody around him. <laughs> Actually, right? 
<laughs> I'm totally going to link him to this uh, podcast. I, I, yes, <laughs> yes. Good. Well, I'm glad for him, though. So, so you, you and him and another buddy, your guy... Uh, and you went with your dad, right? So it was like a... No, so my dad had his own camp. My dad was at 700A. So 700A is a fucking, like, sweet-ass spot. Like, it's really close to 600, where, which is, like, the hub, so it's really easy to get to. Ah, um, and it's also on A, so, which is the first street. Um, so, uh, so so a lot of the theme camps also run along the avenues. So I was I was at 400... Uh, I'm sorry, I was at 430E, which was the Brand Your Ass Camp. And so their contribution was that if you came by there, they would stamp you with their, like, their, like branding iron stamp-like thing. Um, Okay. Um, which was great because, like, later on, uh, a few days later, a different camp was all dressed like cows, and that's what they, like, did. They all went around dressed, walking around like cows, and they came to the Brand Your Ass camp, and then all the Brand Your Ass people branded the cows. I'm the pretty cow sure... People. The cow people, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so there's a whole bunch of little camps like this, right? 60,000 people, and they all sort of form these little camps of maybe 20 or 30 people that... Um, contribute something. I went to one yeah. camp that uh, that opened a bar, and like uh, the, the, the idea was that uh, they gave out ties when you came into the bar, so they had just a big bag of like used ties, and when you when you came in the bar, they would give you free drinks, like you, you wouldn't be charged for drinks or anything, and they would give you a drink, and they would put a tie around you. And, oh, and, and it was in the middle of the day, so the tie was uh, 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 soaking wet in ice-cold water, and so you'd have like an ice-cold tie around your neck as you... Wait, wait, at the beginning it wasn't frozen? Well, I guess that requires too much energy, huh? Yeah, I mean, so no one has energy. Like, people run generators uh, and stuff, I guess. Uh, uh, but most of the time, you just have fire in your sleeping bag, and you're just wandering around the day. It's like camping. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, I get you. I don't know. I, I, so I don't know how, you, how much you like camping, Ian. Uh, we, did, we did the Grand Canyon thing, and you seemed miserable the whole time. But I, th- I think you enjoyed it, like, in, in, uh, in retrospect. Well, I, I I enjoyed it for what it was at the yeah. time, what it was, what it was. I mean, you know, I got pretty badly sunburned, and I kind of had my own little experience, which I, I wouldn't trade for anything. But, I mean, admittedly, we were we were sort of serving another, another you know, like, Greg situation. So we didn't go to the coolest part of the canyon. We went to, like, the part he hadn't gone to yet. Cause he <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we kind of missed out on some of the more picturesque parts, and it was kind of, to me, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, we're just walking around on a riverbed. There's nothing that great about this. But, I mean, you know, it was an experience, and, you know, just like going to the roller coasters or anything else, you got to do it at least once. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a hick. I grew up kind of in the woods, so in a weird way, I'm kind of removed from the city stuff so much that camping doesn't really do much for me, you know, I don't get that much more removed. I just take a walk and eat an apple in the afternoon. Right. (laughs) Right. But I don't mind it. I mean, and I I can appreciate, you know, getting away, the idea of getting away from the, you know, the noise and the complexity and, you know, the electricity and all that other stuff. So, I I mean, I, I understand that element of it, I guess. So, so um, I, I think you would, I think you would appreciate the. Um, so it's not a bunch of hippies. So um, there's a, there's a very there's a very strong individualist sort of libertarian streak there. Uh, like take care of your own shit, right? Like um, pick up after well, yourself. You'd have to have that in order for it, like what you said, in order for it to work at all. You'd have to right. have people like taking care of their own shit. Right. So, so, Literally. So, right. Right. So, so I heard a lot of people like sort of bash hippies and especially bash all the ravers at night. It's like a big rave and there's a bunch of like ravers don't really have an outlet for raving anymore except at uh, festivals like this um um so that was so, so, so that was uh, part of it but um um not only taking care of your own shit but sort of like uh, radical freedom of expression um uh, lots of drug use but also lots of so they don't allow guns out there i never saw a gun but uh do they have children and stuff or what there there, there were children um there's a little children's camp that uh like Kids you could table nice uh 
Um, but I mean, there were several mornings where I was out in the playa, like because I had stayed up all night partying, and I was walking back, and I would see a father and his son like uh, playing catch in the sunrise, um, and it was uh, it was great. So um, a little tear, a little uh, yeah, a little feel, a little feel feel, feel the dreams. <laughs> That's right. There. Yeah, right. The, 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 the music swelled and that swelled the crescendo and everything else. And then the corporate logo appeared on the screen. Uh, um, of course. Um. Uh. So. Uh, so, so yeah, so it sounds like it sounds like what you're trying to get at is this this sort of odd amalgamation and confluence of you got the hippies with the jam bands, you got the raver kids that are just kind of generally pretty flaky and irresponsible, and they're right. sort of the, the biggest drug scene, and then you've got the sort of uh, I guess you know fringe libertarian do what you want just don't fuck with me kind of kind of ornery types, right. and somehow they all kind of work together well enough to the point where there's no. No real uh, riotous violence because everyone just kind of understands. Right, that. everyone's just everyone's alone. everyone's very very friendly. It's like it's like I, I've never felt as uh, welcomed as I did there. Like so they they call they call the real world the default world. Um, um, default. The default. Oh, default. Okay. Default. They call it the default world, and it just works. So so it works on so many levels. So. Uh, uh, so it's default in the sense that it's the one that you started with, the one that you didn't have any control over, like the way that it, like, uh, uh, yeah. it, it's also the source of all your obligations and like you have to work and pay taxes and all that shit, and, and that's all part of the default world. And, but it's also and the, the one, the one that it would inevitably become if it lasted longer than two weeks or whatever it is, right? Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, well, because 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 there's scarcity out there, right? And they're not. Uh, once you're in there, you're in there. You're not bringing more stuff in. So uh, you gotta you gotta, you gotta like uh, ration your shit, and you can't be wasteful with it. And uh, you gotta be efficient. Uh, so, uh, um, but it's enti- it's incredibly wasteful. So there's this environmentalist uh, sort of ethos: clean up after yourself. But it's an individualist kind. So uh, all the fire exhibits, and there's lots of fire out there. Um, were totally a waste. It was just it was so there was one that was a giant hammer that would like 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 blow big plumes of fire and it, it did this every maybe 20 minutes or 15 minutes or something um, and it was just completely wasteful it wasn't all that interesting it was just uh, uh, completely unsustainable right the whole thing is completely unsustainable you, you can't let that uh, kind of system live for more than uh, a little bit of time well it's um, an artificial system I mean you, 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 you'd admit that right, right, right. Every, Absolutely. every sense of the word but you know it's fine as a little experiment it's a sociological cultural experiment or whatever you want to call it right so I so uh uh, so a certain percentage of the people there are tourists. They're, they don't contribute very much to the culture there and are mostly there just to, just to see things and because it's, because it's neat or because well, they they're doing, they're doing like what you used to call the gonzo journalism thing, the Hunter S. Thompson thing, right? They're there doing, is that what you were there for? Like That's just kind it. of observe and, and, and not really, not really put too much investment into anything. You weren't part of any one of these groups that was handing out pillows or... Stuff like that, where you did you join a join a collective or a group or whatever? Well, so so I was part of the Brain Giraffes uh, camp. Um, so I okay. like looked there a couple of times. Uh, the, the the people who gave me my tent uh, gave me a necklace that I wore the entire time. So I was kind of branded. Um, my dad was Camp Oasis, and they just gave out water, and it was really lame. And they had their generator mo- running most of the time, and it was just <laughs> kind of lame. Uh, but I gave out I gave out water there a little bit. Um, um, but I contributed a bunch in other ways. I sort of wandered around and helped people like. Uh, uh, people who like needed things like in the mornings I would stand around campfires and people would like wander out of the desert after like being completely fucking gone for the entire night and I would give them water and food and shit and... nice nice so you kind of babysat all the all the druggies that wandered back in after being out all night talking to coyotes and stuff you're right uh, uh, not, nice. 
That's Not clever. That's good. That's good. Um. Um. Uh, so it's completely wasteful also at night because it's cold. Like, people wear fur. So, like, if this was just, a, like, a like a liberal hippie thing, like, fur would be, like, the worst thing ever. But people wore fur. People wore incredibly elaborate, completely unsustainable. Like, like, pelts. Like, nice. Um. Um. Uh. uh right. right. So, so, so they weren't being conservative in, uh, or, um. Uh. uh I'm not exactly sure how to describe it. It wasn't just hippies, though. It wasn't just, like, free no, love no. and peace. Like, no, you, you've described it perfectly fine. I, I, I completely understand that, it, yeah, it's not it's not exclusively one particular type of subculture there, you know? I mean, just the description of the fact that there are ravers... I mean, ravers and hippies are a different enough, distinct enough type of subculture, but I get that, get that if they're in the same place... There's going to be a lot of other things going on, you know? Right. So so one thing I think is important is that it's strongly influenced by internet culture. Like, it's obvious that all the people there organize themselves through the internet. Um, um, the, the, the the way that they use lighting, the way they use LED stuff, like, it's it's very sort of post-computer. Right? So the hippies didn't have computers. Right? So so I've often said this in my classes, that... that, uh, uh, that uh, but, wait, I mean, not to interrupt, but I'm going to do that anyway. Wouldn't you say that kind of the jobs and those guys were kind of like the first hippies that then brought computers about, and so Apple is kind of the hippie computer place? Is Apple... No, Apple's a corporate... Well, the, for, like, from, its, from its impetus, though, you know what I mean? Like, from its original ideology. Now, of course, it had to veer from that in order to survive, but... I mean, hippie... You said hippies don't have, didn't have computers, and they didn't, but, I mean, a lot of hippie types or people following that sort of hippie ethos, at least initially... Were a lot of the people that started to develop those things, don't you think? Sure, sure, sure. But like, but like, the whole hippie attitude has changed since the Iraq War. I mean, like, like things have changed. Like the hippie, hippies, like nobody believes the hippies anymore. Um, but, uh, 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 but, but, but the kind of community that, right? So the hip, the hippies only had their drugs, and we have internet, and we can organize ourselves so much better now. Um, and it's clear, it's absolutely, absolutely perfectly clear that everything about the way that Burning Man works. Um, um, is fostered by the internet, except that the internet isn't out there, right? So th- there's no cell phones, there's no internet. Finding someone at Burning Man is nearly impossible. Nearly impossible. Um, I spent the first entire day trying to find my dad. I didn't know where he was camped. Um, no, wait a minute, though. You got... Uh, they, they, they design this this circle pretty much the same way. There, there are given landmarks and things that are maybe because of, you know, like a, like a convention. Like if you were going to meet somebody at the San Diego Comic-Con... You could you could go online maybe and find out well this this spot is going to exist. Okay, well okay, so identify a spot and if you had your shit together, you could email someone a week ahead of time or something and say, look at like three o'clock on Saturday or you know just every two hours look here for me and that's I'll try to be there you know Harry met Sally kind of thing or something. so 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 okay 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 so, so, so that, that that could work right? wait 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 so, so you have to you have to back up a little bit so the man is at the center and so you usually can figure out where you are. Um, um, on the clock relative to the man. You look at the man, and I'm, okay, I'm, I'm around 5 o'clock or something, right? Um, yeah. Um, by the way, no one uses time at all, so, so you hear people saying, like, I'm at five, 5 o'clock, or I'll be going to 5 o'clock, or didn't we just pass 4.30? Um, and they're not talking about times, they're talking about places, right, because it's on the oh. clock. Right, right, so so, so um, you look at the man, you can tell about uh, where you are on... Um, um, uh, until the man burns down. Once the man burns down, fucking all bets are off, so you cannot tell where you are at all. Um, furthermore, Furthermore, all the art cars... Um, look uh, like they're big enough to be landmarks, except they're moving the entire time. So it's like the whole place is rotating yeah. around you. Um, it's 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 completely disorienting when you're uh, when you're there. Um, um, 
Especially well, you're there, yeah, but 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 there's there are things that are. I, I would assume there's got to be a couple of consistent sort of anchoring points in terms of the the layout or the design. I mean, if, is this, is the, the image that you sent me is from 2005, and you're talking about when you were there in 2010. Right. So I mean, presumably they kind of follow the same general pattern. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be set, it's going to be set up the same way next year also, presumably, okay. unless some drastic change occurs. But uh, uh, so there are cops around. Um, so there are the rangers. The rangers are volunteers through Burning Man uh, that, that uh, uh, sort of walk around the site and make sure everything's okay. I never saw the rangers have to do anything at all. I, 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 saw, the, I saw the rangers once stop a guy because he was carrying a scimitar. Um, <laughs> he just had a giant like sword in his hand. He wasn't brandishing it or anything. It was just on his pack, and he was walking around, and they pulled it from him. Um, yeah, that seems a little iffy. <laughs> I mean, if no if no one has a gun, then whoever brings the scimitar to the fight's gonna win, right? Uh, so th- there's also a Thunderdome there. They're set up exactly like Thunderdome, and you can like climb on it. And but like people were dancing, in, like it was partly a dance club, but they would also have fights in there, and they would have like uh, fire fights with people with like uh, like like fire like torches of various sorts. Um, oh my gosh. Um. Uh, uh. Uh, but the rangers, in, in my opinion, mostly served as a liaison between Burning Man on the one hand and the cops on the other. But there were also sheriffs on the playa, like they were roving around, like they did patrols. Um, mm-hmm. And so there were tons of drugs out there. Anywhere you stopped, you were always asked if you had any drugs or if you had any drugs to sell or trade or whatever. Um, and uh, uh, and you knew some of those people were undercover cops and you didn't know who, and so it was really dangerous. You also didn't know what fucking drugs people were spreading around. And, you didn't want yeah, to. You, you, you don't know the person. You don't trust what's going on necessarily. Right, as much right. as you be the nicest person in the world. It's a third-party potential situation there. But but you knew everyone was doing drugs. Um, but you, one drug that you couldn't you couldn't do was was pot because you can see when people are smoking pot out of a bowl or something and you can smell it. Um, and uh, for those two reasons, pot was the only stigmatized drug that I saw there. Like people would like if you were smoking it in public, people would like shoot you an eye until you go back to camp or like go around the corner or something. Um, mm-hmm. Um, the safest fucking drug that was out there was the only. <laughs> what was it? What was the only socially stigmatized one? Yeah. You know, the, the marijuana was stigmatized. What was the safest one? Uh, pot was the safest drug that people. But, but you said, but okay, well, yeah, of course. But it was also the most stigmatized one. Yeah, that's that's an interesting irony, I guess. Okay, so um, so you kind of you kind of set the stage. There's uh. A lot of drug use, but marijuana is the one that's frowned upon. So, I mean, I, I, I presumably a lot of THC consumption would still be up. It would just be in the form of brownies and butter. Oh no! Well, and, and or people or people were smoking back at their camps. Like uh, okay. they were just they were just smoking inside. They weren't allowed to smoke outside. So, w- would you still say that then that that was sort of the most prevalent drug being used, or was it like there was a huge like mushroom culture of people just flipping out, walking around like? No, like so, so excited about the dirt or something. I, I, would, I would imagine the most done drug there was ecstasy, probably followed by acid. But lots of people were smoking weed. People were smoking like tons of weed. I think we smoked an ounce of weed between the three of us. At uh, well, I, I also I also shared a lot with my with my parents. Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so, so so I want to talk about um um internet uh, because um. So, so uh, uh, Burning Man feels a lot like post-apocalyptic culture. Like I said, uh, like uh, I would say about forty percent of the people there are just tourists, but the other sixty percent, I think, like belong there or would be able to sustain a community like this indefinitely um, if they had the resources coming in from the outside. And like, there's enough, there's enough culture, there's enough culture being generated there that I think there ought to be uh, the means of sustaining this kind of culture for. Um, um, 
Um, um, I mean, so, 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 uh, so, uh, 40% of the people there, I think, are, are just, uh, um, uh, uh, I'm trying An to... ounce of weed. <laughs> An ounce of weed. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I was, I was just watching a talk radio, the Oliver Stone film with Eric Bogosian, and I think I just found what job I should have. I should just be a jerk off on, on the radio talking to people. <laughs> I, I, I've got the face for it, you know? Right, right, right. Okay, so, uh, yes, yeah, so the the internet thing is, I mean, is that in, in reference to just the ability to kind of gain, p- build a community consensus, or, I mean, it seemed like you that was the angle you were going for. No, no, okay, so it disturbs me that the internet is not there, It is because, uh, so I believed for a long time, and I think this sh- shook, shook this belief, but I believed for a long time that the internet would be around forever, um, because the military designed it to be around forever, right? The military designed the internet to be a... Uh, to withstand nuclear holocaust. Um, if there was a nuclear war, the internet was still supposed to be around. It's supposed to be a, a permanent sort of communications network. I'm sure the military's internet will be around forever. Um, but like public internet, the internet that we all sort of are familiar with. Um, yeah. So, so, so I'm, I'm disturbed that it's not out there because I, I think that means that if you know, what, you know, whatever destroys, if it's global warming or um, a nuclear war or whatever destroys, you know, another market crash or you know, uh, whatever. Um, um, if we're forced to live like fucking nomads in the desert. Um, um, the internet won't be around, and I think that's a that's a travesty that we don't have like Wikipedia to look up things or uh, Google to find things or to find other people, right? So finding someone, finding someone's impossible on Burning Man, uh, impossible at Burning Man. Um, um, like you, like if you arrange things ahead of time, you can. But if you just need to find someone, if you need to deliver a parcel somewhere, like how the fuck do you do that, right? Um, but this is a this is a problem that we've solved. We solved it with cell phones. You can locate anyone with a cell phone all the time, yeah. all the time, right? So. Um, now the the culture at Burning Man um, looks at cell phones as a relic of the default world. It's supposed to be uh, uh, you know part of your consumer corporate. Yeah, it's, it's it's a poo pooed thing. It keeps it makes you makes it owns it, you. It, you don't own it. it. Right, right, right. According right. to them, right, right, right. It, it, it ties, it's not a tool that you can choose to use in whatever way you see fit, but it's something that you are. Uh, Subjugated by it's the yoke of technology. Right, it's 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 the yoke of the default world. Um, and they, uh, like I heard people say this around me, uh, uh, that you know if if we had cell phones, then people would always be texting and they wouldn't be looking around and they would all you know we would get into fights and this kind of stuff. We would bump into each other, and get into fights. Um, so it's so it's a good thing we don't have cell phones. Um, um, so 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 I, I don't think I want to bring cell phones there. I don't think I want to bring texting, but I want to bring internet there because internet isn't just a, a relic of the default world. Like I said, uh, so much of Burning Man. Um, is possible because of the internet, uh, the organizing things that people did beforehand using the internet as this resource for for uh, developing the culture that they get there. Um, like email, like right, all these people have email, right? All these people have devices in their pocket that are incredibly powerful, way more powerful than the first computers that you had bought consumer uh, in the consumer market ten years ago, right? Um, uh, they're carrying these things around in their pocket. Uh uh, that's not going to last very long. So the culture that uh, Burning Man sort of Im- embodies as a sort of post-apocalyptic future, that will never develop cell phones in everyone's pocket. You're, not, you're never going to get that without this huge corporate machine that we all use in the default world. Um, but we need to take advantage of that so that people always uh, are used to having the Internet around. So, 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 so um, it becomes um, not a burden... Um, but something more like your hands that is just part of what we also... So, so for instance, um, everyone on the playa at night has to be wearing goggles and has to be wearing a mask because there's so much sand blowing around. Um, if you don't have goggles and a mask, you're, like, you can't move. 
right? Um. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? It's just a regular safety thing. Right, right, right. And, and all the goggles and masks are designed to fit our face because they're all shaped in the same way. Um, we need to have we need to have the internet. Okay, so 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 I have I have this um, idea for an art project, and this art project has to be like several years in the future because I don't think the technology is there yet, or at least it's not cheap enough to actually do this. But in the goggles that everyone is already wearing, just have a little heads-up display, like like on fucking uh, 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 Grand Theft Auto, um, that is networked so that you can always tell your position relative to the man. Um, right, so you have a little map in your glasses mm-hmm. that you can just see where you are relative to and the man. And it could beep, and then you can have, like, Bill Paxton's voice in your ear being like, 10 meters, 15 <laughs> meters. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, right, right. So that would be the other thing, is... is um, um, uh, give people little remotes that uh, you can tag people with, so that so that I can see a little dot that indicates where you are on the playa. Also, um, okay. so I, so I can follow you, right? So so this will solve. So this doesn't bring in the right. So I'm not advocating bringing in uh, Facebook to Burning Man. That's not like that's not or email or, or whatever or, or text messaging. That's something right. with the bumping into each other and the fights that invariably happen. Now is that just because people that text message all day and look down while moving are just Jerks, like they're going to get into a fight with like a fire hydrant if they bump into it. Right, right, and because because yeah, yeah. because they're not uh, they're not taking care of themselves. Right, so this Good is this. Is, I mean, I mean, I mean, this is why the default world is fucking default. It's broken. It's defaulted already. Um, um, and we're we're like sort of left cleaning up the pieces. I, yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> So I was so so, so uh, the way you do you, the way you do a project like this is that you have all the people um, be little n- nodes in a network, yeah, right? Of you, you need the internet to do this, in other words, right? So 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 I'm, so I'm thinking of ways of bringing the internet out there that wouldn't conflict with the culture and wouldn't um, impose the outside world on Burning Man. So it's like compatible with the sort of community there, but still takes advantage of the network technologies that we have uh, that would be very very fucking useful out there. Um, well, yeah, like you said, it's just some kind of RF tag sort of thing where you just, you know, everyone. But I mean, I, I mean, you know, you're going to run into a lot of a lot of trouble with people, you know, wanting to compare that to, you know, like I said, tag. There's there's really more of a negative than a positive connotation behind someone tagging somebody else. You know, isn't maybe not not in the post Facebook world, but I don't know. Well, okay, I just I can see I can see a lot of the people of the Burning Man type people, you know. Both as the libertarians and the hippies and maybe even the ravers just kind of poo-pooing the idea of somebody like, well, no, this is how you keep track of each other. And it's like, who's keeping track of everybody? <laughs> like, it, it would be awesome to have that data and to, like, analyze it, to, like, just see how oh, people sure. wander around. Yeah. Um, but so, here, so here's an easier idea that, that I think would be much more technologically and, like, economically feasible is to make, like, a, so everyone has to wear, you have to wear glow at night. If you don't have something that's glowing, then no one can see you and then people are going to run into you and you're, it's, like, dangerous and you can't see what's around you. You need something that glows. You need something right. that, that has a light on it. Um, there, there was there was at one point uh, we were walking around and there was someone who didn't have any glow and he was just yelling out he was like standing still and yelling out I need glow someone's got glow and I had I had a little pink bracelet that was glowing on so I gave it to him uh-huh. and he says oh There's no euphemism there right <laughs> and he said it had to be- I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the kids say I don't know what the kids say these days right? <laughs> he said it had to be pink didn't. Uh, yeah, of course it had to be. <laughs> I like how he said glow as opposed to just I need a freaking light. Does anyone have light in some form? You know, it could be a lighter for crying out loud. 
The term is that, huh? It can't be a lighter because there's too much wind. Like, a light won't stay out. So you need need electronics. You need batteries on you. Everyone had fucking batteries. Everyone was wired up in some way. Right? Um, um... um, like you need it, like like it, it's not it's not a matter of uh, culture, sort of. Yeah, well, no, no, of course not. Yeah, but once, if you need it, then you need it, and then right. no one can do anything about that. <clears throat> right. So, uh, so, 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 so I was thinking, um, um, similar to the tracking thing, you make a little light that people used when they're raving and dancing with, um, yeah. but the light has a little RF chip in it, and what it does is it just keeps track of who it's run into. So if I've been really close to one person, I like you know increment a little counter, um, and uh uh, and so it just keeps track of all the other RF tags that it runs into, and uh, uh, it uses that to change the way that the lights flicker on the top. So it flickers a certain pattern if you're around people that you've never seen before. It flickers a different pattern if you're around people that you see all the time. This is interface with the goggles, so that's why the flicker is different for you? I mean, how does it stay individual to the person, to the observer, when it's talking about the observer making an observation on the group, I guess? No, no, no. no. So, 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 so um, if, I've been, if I've been near you... A um, hundred times, and if I've been near someone else five times, then with you it'll go glow green, and for someone else it'll glow red. For for the person I've only been with five times, it'll glow red, right? So okay, okay. So so. But I mean, but, but you're in a group, right? So I mean, like right, 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 right. Conflict, 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 conflicts in the glow, or is there multiple things that can glow different colors? I mean, I don't know. It just seems like it's already getting confused. No, no, no. no. All you do is have some function of how many people it sees around it. Um, it kind of averages it out or something like that. Not that it averages... Maybe, you know, if, if on average there's more there's people that I've seen a lot of times versus people that I've seen a little times, and it'll glow more green than it would otherwise, right? So, 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 you, so you can just, you just, you just vary the pattern of the glowing um, relative it's to... It's kind of getting, getting into Tron now, you know, where the different colored glowing on the people meant different things, like you know, the bad guys were... That's red, the fucking point. So, right, no, that's exactly the point, right? So, right, so this networks people, this binds them in various ways, it makes them a- able to identify each other. So one of the things that Glow does is it lets you track a person. Um, sure. um, um, uh, you wouldn't be able to see like where they're going or if that's the same person or a different person unless they had some identifying marks, and it doesn't matter what the pattern is in, so you don't see very many logos. So, so I did the... Uh, did you see my hat? That I made. Yeah, I saw your hat with the with the, the Google Android Goblin did, did sh- Minotaur thing. Yeah, did you I showed it to me. Did I show you the YouTube video of it with the glowing? No, I, I don't think you sent me a YouTube thing, but I can look at it later. I mean, so so what's the what's the upshot of it? It uh, you you put the hat on, and it looked like the the glow kind of kept going down to like a battery pack, or or is a solar cell, or how how did most people do this? Yeah, it was mostly battery pack. Some people had uh, uh, solar things. Um. Hello. Yeah. Okay. I just I just sent you on Gmail a little video so you can see how it glows. Um, but but one of the one of the things I put on it was a little uh, logo, the little Android logo. Um, and I didn't realize this when I was making it, and I didn't realize it until maybe two days into the into the burn. But it but it looks kind of like a little anime uh, character. Well, I mentioned that it reminded me of the the Minotaur, the Radiohead Minotaur from back in the Kid A and Mishiak. Right. 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 Um. Um. I didn't see many logos like that, so I, or, or sort of like um, design figures in the yellow wire like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but 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 it ended up working against me because it looks a little bit like a cute anime character, and so I had a lot of like 
Oh no, the anime <laughs> chicks were all over you probably, huh? <laughs> Not the anime kids, but like the, the internet nerds who were desperate for a girl towards the end. Because I, I usually had my face mask on, and so they'd come up to me, and they would look at me, and they would say hi, and then I would pull down my mask, and I would say hi back, and they would see my beard, and they would just turn around and walk away without saying anything else. Wow. <laughs> well, this is impressive looking at, looking at the little video here. Um, yeah, maybe you can... Uh, we'll link this up for the... Uh, to the blog, you know, uh, granitesea.com feudal podcast blog, and we can link up your little video for, if that's cool. Yeah, sure. We, we, we've been talking for an hour. I don't know if you want to stop now or... No, 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 you sound like you still, you still got stuff to, to talk about. We might as well just, you know, we break it up or we'll do whatever. You, I mean, you haven't really gotten into any stories here. I mean, you, you, you talked about, uh, you, were, you were starting to get into one towards the end, but, I mean, were there any things, like, like any adventures you and Kirk got into, or...? Uh, so, so, I, like, um, we, we, we would walk around a little bit, but we would usually break up and uh, go on our own for a while, um, and then, like, randomly meet up later. It was great. Yeah. Like, every time I would run into Kirk, he would be spinning. He would just be, like, spinning around somewhere. Um, sometimes we would run into Kirk and he would be doing good deeds. Like, he would be, like, helping people, like, walk across the desert. <laughs> Like old, like old, like old people who are out in the desert see the man, and he would walk him back back home or whatever. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was most I was mostly walking around just like following people. Like I, I was trying to look for a girl, and I just never put anything together. Oh man, that's rough. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. Uh, we should, we, we, if you're thinking about going next year, we should put a put a word out now because we have the internet now. And we have the power of this podcast and its listeners. If there are any listeners to this podcast that would also be going to the Burning Man Festival, that are, uh, I mean, would you want to give sort of uh, prerequisites for what kind of what kind of girl you would uh, be interested in? You know, assuming you're not a beggar and you can actually be a chooser. Uh, so I... for 2011, you said a slut. <laughs> Is that what you said? That's what it sounded like. I did not say no, a slut. I did not say a slut. Okay, I thought that. I thought that's what you said. But that. But that. You know, nothing wrong with that, right? No, I, I like. I can meet someone and don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I met lots of girls. The, the 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 last day I was there, I stood in a corner and asked all the single girls walking by uh, for a kiss, and I got like half a dozen kisses. Um, wow. That was fun. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, like I like I don't. You should, I don't try, you should try that at just a regular like, like next time you go to New York City, give that a shot. Dude, it fucking sucked going back to the default world. Like like uh, oh, I, 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 I I spent the next morning in Reno, uh, at the Reno airport. Uh, like like looking at all the people walking around, and you could tell the people who were just at the at Burning Man because they were all covered in dust. But everyone else was just like a normal person, and you couldn't go up to them and say hi. Like I would wave to someone, and they would just look at me like I was a fucking. I was a bum, is what I was. I was covered in... Yeah. I was completely dirty. I smelled bad. <laughs> uh, and I hate the default world. Like, uh... But I love internet. I want internet to get there so bad. Um, it disturbs me that they don't have internet. Look, uh, people have devices in their hands. I said this already. People have devices in their hands. Uh, that's, yeah, definitely. It's not going to last very long. Like, like uh... And we haven't taken advantage of it yet. Like... So, so, so the uh, the interview that I was sitting next to uh, from the New York Times was talking about how uh, Burning Man is just one large educational environment, um, uh, like an alternative educational environment uh, where you know you're not bound by the classroom and the class and the chalkboard and all this shit. Um, uh-huh. And yeah. and uh, how did you feel as an educator that, that, that I would assume you probably use whiteboards though, right? You yeah. Know, and pens, yeah. Not chalk and chalkboards. Yeah, I don't like. How, how, much. Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, like you know, you you're on board with this alternate education thing. Do you do the like? It's nice. It's nice today. Let's go outside and 
and, and look at the leaves and uh, talk about, you know, I've, talk about so the, I, the golden spiral or whatever. <laughs> so I, I take my students outside sometimes. Um, cool, but, cool. But, 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 but I, I mean... But I teach my class like my class is heavily lecture based. Uh, but it's all, I, I do a lot of discussion, but I do a lot of lecturing too, and it's very traditional. Um, but yeah. uh, uh, but but I do think education needs to change. I think like having thirty five kids in a classroom and thinking that writing two papers and you get uh, you know be in the class and then that counts as an education. I think I think I think this is like a messed up system, and I think the system needs to change. And I think um, uh, it's good to tr- try alter- alternative. Alternative, yeah, for, uh, absolutely. Um, I don't think well, I, mean, I, I don't think Burning Man. I don't think it's right to say that Burning Man's just an educational thing. I think it's more of a cultural or sort of thing. It has it has oh, something yeah. to do with education, but I don't think that's the primary goal yeah, there. And I mean, education is such a flu- fluid, vague term. I mean, anybody that doesn't know something that learns something when they're <laughs> right, right. is essentially engaged in an education, right? Right, so, right. But but, he, so, but, I mean, but here's what that's but, perfectly valid, but completely and utterly trivial, maybe. <laughs> but here's one thing I do think is that um, we are really struggling right now to figure out how to integrate um, network technologies, the computer, into the classroom. Um, uh, people think that buying computers and sticking them in a classroom is going to help, and it doesn't. And we don't know. We don't have a good formula formula for um, integrating computer technologies, which are clearly have educational potential. Um, integrating that with the old model of chalkboard and desk and students facing the instructor, right? So, so right. So, so, so how do you how do you get these two things to work together? And I think uh, uh, one way of figuring that out is to introduce the internet to something like Burning Man so that they can experiment with it, right? So there were so many art projects there, so many just amazing interactive art projects. Uh, I'm going to link you to my favorite one because it was awesome. Um, um, it was called the Multidimensional uh, Galacta... One second. Okay, I'm use the again. <laughs> Ian, Ian has, you have a small bladder, Ian. Like a girl. Or an effeminate man. Alright, so I'm linking Ian to the Galactivision thing. A Galactivation. So it's called the Multidimensional Galactivation Station, uh, and it was awesome, and I'm linking Ian to it right now. So it's this little pyramid. It's about, uh, I don't know, eight feet high or so, and uh, it's just the edges. It's just the uh, uh, the edges of the, of the pyramid, and there are little LED lights, and they, and they glow. Um, and inside of it is a little camera, and the camera uh, is looking in all four directions, and uh, it is reactive to as you walk past it. You can walk past it and uh, make it make the lights change, make music change. Um, the whole environment was different. Uh, uh, let me show Ian. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this uh, triangle pyramid light thing. Is that what you sent me? Right, right, right. Cool. It looks it looks kind of like that like like some kind of Gary Newman seventies or not the Gary Newman was seventies but definitely got kind of a disco-y kind of feel to it. Did you? I mean, well, I'm curious. What are the source? I mean, if no one's supposed to have cell phones or anything to take these videos, are people just bringing this in and kind of sneaking this or? Uh, lots of people. Generated? Lots of people did bring cameras of various sorts. Okay. Um, so here, Ian, look at this page. This has all the art on the. Uh, that was at Burning Man. Um, 
Uh, if you scroll down a bit to this one, haha. <laughs> There's Tage Pulse Jets and City Lights Project and Crossroads and Diamonds in the Sky and Dr. Megavolt. Not to be confused with the Darkwing Duck villain, Dragon Smelter, Iron Hammer. That's the one you didn't like because it was just a wasteful thing. Right, right, right. Excellent Adventure, Futures Past, Ghost Train. Oh, that just looks like, uh, I guess you just walk through a little thing, huh? I didn't see, I saw maybe maybe a fifth of these. Um, the, the, the heart, heart, heart Machine, there you go. The heart, heart Machine was pretty fucking cool. Um, so, yeah, Home was good. Uh, the, inf- the Infinitarium was, like, I had to be, like, like uh, like 30 yards uh, in a circle. It was huge, and each one of those little things uh, popped up fire. Um, the Kinetic Cab was awesome. The Giant Mant Farm, <laughs> I walked through that. <laughs> um... So, oh, yeah. so Scissorgird, Cizer- Cizer- I don't know if you can see that one. I'm, I'm scrolling down. Is it? It starts with an S. Yeah, S Y Z Y G, R Y D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I see it. it. Looks like kind of like a like a rail system or something. Right, right, right. So, so, so these rails just go into the ground, but but it shoots fire up. But the thing is that it's 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 uh, it's musical, so you can see a couple of little panels around it, and you can go in there and set the 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 tempo. It's it's sort of like uh, you know one of those mixers that you can use on the computer to put together a, a song, like a, like a techno song. And so you can do it, but it, it would be to the rhythm of the fire, like the propane blast or whatever they're they're using to light the fire. So it would be like and it was like industrial dance music made entirely of like plumes of fire coming out of like like uh, <laughs> uh, flamethrowers. Um, it was awesome. Very cool. Yeah. This is BurningMan.com installations slash ten art honor. I guess is the the URL. I'm sure you know. Like I said, our listeners they can they can probably find all the stuff we're talking about just by Google and Burning Man and Wikipedia and blah blah blah. Anyway, you should you should totally come in. You would you would. Like yeah, <laughs> I should come 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 at eleven, right? And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of already maybe had my little experience with the Grand Canyon, being lost at the bottom at night without a flashlight. That was that was kind of my uh, my little spiritual spiritual moment, I guess. I'm not sure what this would be like. I don't know. I get kind of uh, I don't know. Like, well, you you haven't really told me any of your, your you know stories here. It sounds like you just kind of bumbled about for how many days? Like three days, four days? Uh, I I got in on Wednesday and I left on Sunday morning. Okay. And and so, I mean, you you got to watch yourself probably for water and stuff. I mean, if if, if all the water somebody handles the water and that's how you stay hydrated, because that'd be the big thing being in a desert. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, so, so I was, I was like a little, um, uh, like a scout. So, so I also, I had my pack on me the whole time and my pack had food and water. Most people didn't. Most people were just like out in the desert in their, whatever their raver clothes were. Um, but I had my water on me. I had like, uh, at, at one point I passed two kids that were, uh, well, clearly on ecstasy and, uh, uh, they were trying to exchange information. They had just met and they were trying to exchange information and they were like yelling out for a pen or a marker or something and I happened to have a dry erase marker in my bag and so I handed it to them. Um, but we were moving and so I was like, you can just keep that. And he looked at me and he's like, oh, 
you are so nice. Um. And then he realized it was a dry erase marker, so it was kind of useless to him. Like, I can't write on someone's hand, I can't write on paper with this. <laughs> I mean, really? Would it, I mean, dry erase markers are what you use for, like, whiteboards, right? Yeah, you can write on someone with it. My hand's usually, uh, I guess. My hand's usually okay. covered in dry erase marker, but it, it, marker, it, comes, yeah. it comes off pretty easily, too. So. It's flaking, yeah, so... Uh, it's fleeting. I'm sure their, their, their love connection was fleeting. Was. <laughs> right. Crazy. Remember, remember when um, when we went to Coachella that one year, and I was super hungover. Right. And uh, and we, we all walked in, and when we first walked in, they all handed us this handed every one of us like this map or something, and I was like bitching about I I, I came in with nothing. I didn't want to, have to carry anything at all. I just got to carry this goddamn map. And then these three hot chicks came right up to us and like, excuse me, thinking they were gonna have to really like hard sell us. Like, do you think you could give us like a, one of those maps or something? And I just didn't say anything and just handed it to them and walked away. Yeah, good. Do you remember that? You remember that story? You loved it. You laughed your ass off. <laughs> I was just like, I'm hungover. I don't care. <laughs> this is as we were walking through the parking lot to like the gate or something, right? No, this was as we were walking into Coachella for the first time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We walked, that's we right, that's through right, the that's gate, right. You know, and all that, and all that, and gotten the maps, that, you know, and I was just like, I don't want to fucking do with this map, I don't care. Yes, yes. A completely different kind of festival, but yeah. So, so you handed out markers, and what kind of food were you packing around? Uh, so I paid John to put together the camp, and he like did an excellent job. And uh, so we we had a bunch of like granola bars. Uh, we had a, a jug of orange juice. Uh, uh, I had I had some bananas, but one of the bananas ended up getting smashed in my bag uh, and got all over everything. It got over over all over the last few. Um, uh, feudal podcast things that I had to hand out, but uh, so so people aren't handing out cards. You, you talked about this earlier. So uh, people aren't handing out cards because cards are considered. Uh, they call it moop. Uh, moop is material out of place, um, and 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 this is uh, like uh, so. You're, so you're not supposed to just hand people things that they have yeah. to carry around uh, after that. So uh, I didn't see I didn't see people handing out flyers or anything like that. Um, I did see. Uh, uh, and, uh, so you can drink at all the places, but you're supposed to bring your own cup. Uh, because they don't give you cups because that's more trash to make and people don't want trash. Yep. So that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Right, right, right. Um, this is this is the kind of stuff you don't see at Coachella, like or, uh, Coachella kind of festival. Like people bring in cases of beer. Well, and then... yeah, obviously it's a, it's a it's a big music festival thing. That's a completely different thing than this. Right, right, right. Um, but the music there was awesome. So so um, I I didn't hear uh, like a lot of it was just. Like dance music, kind of music. Um, there was a lot of yeah. there was a lot of dubstep. I don't know what you how you feel about dubstep, Ian, but um, dub's just like electronic reggae, pretty much, right? Not not really. I don't I, I, uh, I don't I don't know exactly what you mean by that, but uh, well, I mean I mean, what is it then? Maybe I'm completely off base. Dubstep. Dubstep. <laughs> It is electronic primarily. Though, right? Yeah, let me see. It's, it's like a, it's like house music kind of stuff, right? But it, I, I, I don't know why I feel like it's supposed to have some sort of a reggae component to it. Maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong. Sounds like maybe I am. You should look up dubstep at some point. I'm not going to try to find you something because I don't know anything about dubstep. No big deal. <laughs> Our listeners can, can can email us and correct us on what dub is if they want. Futile podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> there's, there's a little di- digital digital moop for you. <laughs> Good job. The whole the whole digital moop thing would be a great revolution, I'm sure. <laughs> have you been listening? Like have you been listening to the Pod F Tomcast? The the, the what the, podcast? The, the Pod F Tomcast with with Paul F Tompkins. 
No, I, did, I didn't. I, I've been listening to those Nerdists, and I guess he's on there at some point. I mean, there's like everyone's got their damn podcast. He says it's getting a little crazy. Right. It's, uh, is his pretty good, though? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't heard very many comedy... St- like, I, I have not been able to find very many good comedy podcasts, uh, but I don't think I'm looking in the right places, but his, his is pretty good well, of the ones I've heard. I mean, it's kind of tough. You I mean, these guys make their living doing that, so it's not like they're just going to... I mean, they, you get a couple funny people together, and then they're talking about just talking about stuff, telling stories. It's going to be funny. So, I mean, like, the Nerdist thing with, like, Jim Gaffigan or something is generally pretty pretty, pretty entertaining. Yeah. But I don't think you're just going to f- straight up find, like, like 20 minutes of Paul F. Tompkins reading, like, doing bits. So, so that's, 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 exactly what, that's exactly what the Pod F. Tomcast is. It's, it's Paul Tompkins uh, doing bits Ten. and doing some pre-recorded Ten. material at clubs and stuff like that. Uh, interesting. So he just sort of is. So he's re- basically just recording his. He's just whoring himself. Is exactly that's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> well, no, no. He's recording him himself as he's doing uh, his shows. Right. Partially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So at some point you had you you were so you mainly just had a terrible time keeping track of Kirk because you guys kept trying to reconnect, but the fact is that it was really tough to do that in the context of being... Oh, I, I, we, we, I just stopped bothering to keep track of him after a while. And, like, I would, like, I would just run into him randomly, and that would be fine. Uh, and you guys, but you guys had all had some predetermined, agreed, like, location for when you were going to leave and stuff and time for that. No, so we all... We so, all but there's no, there's no time, right? So, so how do you know? Right, gonna, right. So, so John picked us all up from the airport, and we all had to find our own ways home. So uh, I had my dad drive me to the Reno airport, and... Uh, there, was, there was a big fuss about uh, Kirk finding his own ride home because there was a couple people who had offered him rides, but there was like like everyone needs rides because most of the people hitchhiked in and were hitchhiking out, and so like a huge scramble for rides towards the end. Um, of course, that makes sense. So, but he but he survived. He survived. He's home. Good deal. He wasn't like left there in fetal position. The entire place cleaned, <laughs> just poor. Uh, the last night, I think someone slipped him ketamine, and so uh, he didn't have a very good night. Uh, but oh, was it like Temple of Doom or something? Like, was he kicking over candles and shit? <laughs> no, I, I, he might have ripped someone's heart out. But uh... okay, craziness. So, so you you struck out with the ladies there, but then on the last night or last day or last afternoon, you finally found someone you could kind of have a chat with. Or? No, no, I didn't find anyone. Uh, the last night, I didn't find anyone to talk with. I, 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 I found people to talk with before that, but I just didn't have uh, uh, have much to say. Right. No, it happens. I mean, you're you're not really going there to. You know, go on a date or something, right? I mean, I would have liked to be with a girl. <laughs> that that's that that that's default world shit, man. You know, all that like go to a coffee shop and talk about the world and pretend, you know, try to convince the other person you're smarter than you are and all that crap. <laughs> you know, you're going to the desert to walk through the desert because that's it's the fucking desert, you know, right? No, I I would have liked a girl. Uh, I would have loved that girl. Wait, we what? Did you send me a picture now? Or I, you said that girl, like, like you mean you mean from from the TV show that girl? No, the girl that I was supposed to find but didn't. Oh, you were supposed to find one. You, there was a plan here. There was a whole. Oh no, I mean, situation. I mean, I mean, like there. I mean, in your mind, the, the, you had the plan, but you just didn't have the person set up yet. Right, I didn't have the follow through. You gotta, you gotta follow through. Well, no. You know, you got to have an end game too. You can have follow through, but if you don't have end game, so if you're talking about a specific person, like you knew you were going to find someone that might possibly be there or something, 
then yeah, then you didn't have the follow through to find that person. But if you're just looking for anybody, then oh, so 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 space lasers chick was there. Um, did I tell? Did I ever? Space did I, I never t- told you about the uh, chick with uh with lasers. And- no. No, 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 nothing about I, that space laser. I met her at a warehouse party in uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh well, you know, maybe you did tell me about this from the NASA chick. Right, the NASA chick. Blah blah blah. Right, right. So, so she was supposed to be there. I looked out for her. I saw what costume she was supposed to wear, but like, I, I just couldn't find her. Uh, okay. Uh, it turns out she'd posted on her Facebook where where she was going to be, and if I had just known, but oh well. <laughs> uh, it happens. Uh, yeah, but I was looking. I was just, I was looking for anyway. So, so, so I, I have a, a, a decent opening game and a moderate uh, uh, middle game, but like I have no end game, no end game at all, and so no end game. Wow. <laughs> so I met a lot of girls. I talked to a lot of girls. Uh, I gave lots of girls hugs and kisses. I also gave lots of men hugs and kisses. Though, so I got wow. I got flashed by a guy, and it sort of etched into my head, and it helped. It like it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So and and so you're going back next year, huh? Uh yeah. Well, uh like it's 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 really fucking expensive to go out there. Um but Is there going to be an end end game next year for you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. You can sit. That'll be that'll be cool. You got, you have a plan set up. Let's hope I'm not, let's hope I'm not single next year and I can bring her out. That's what that's what I want. Oh, her. So so you're really this space laser chick is someone you're really like trying to to oh no 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 no! The space the space laser chick is she has her own boyfriend. Like I like I was. Oh okay, but, but what does that matter? That's default. <laughs> he might have been there. I don't know. Ah uh-huh. well, still it's default world stuff, right? Like these connections to people, man. You know, mm-hmm. it's an open relationship, probably in 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 the regular world or the whatever world you guys were in in Burning Man. What is that? What do they call that? They just called it the world, or what do they call it? Uh you know, I have really I really don't know what they call it. Um, they call themselves burners. Um, Burners. They, they all recognize. They all recognize that they're still part of the default world. That they have to. They, like, oh, like this is just a vacation from it. It's it's not like Civilization 2.0 or anything. W- <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> or like Starcraft or something. Well, that's what I think happens when you bring internet there. When you bring internet there, then we can live like that permanently. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> that could be interesting. Yeah. People could be you know doing things for vengeance and everything else. You could you could, you could totally have your like ultimate Blade Runner adventure. You go out there, you take a bunch of acid, and you run around. It would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like like that's really all we did. We just had little quests that we ran. We just <laughs> John, <laughs> like I spent a lot more time with John than I did with Kirk because Kirk was just a little bit. Uh-huh. He took a lot of ex- yeah. But anyway, so uh, but but <laughs> <laughs> but but John was like a little uh, NPC. Uh, he, he like. When we didn't have a goal, he would just like pace back and forth in a little confined area, and then I would give him like a like like we would have a quest all of a sudden, and then we would go off on that quest. And <laughs> well, yeah, cool. So did you climb around on the rock? It looks like there's an actual rock, like a literal black rock. Or from from this picture, it looks like there's something up on the upper left. Ah, uh, so you can go out there. There's a lot of people who went out there biking, and like like you can wander out into the desert. You can't really go too far. There's the there's the fence. I'm sure you could climb over yeah. the fence if you wanted, but uh. Uh, I don't know. I didn't wander out too far in the desert. Um, I like there was plenty of like I I must have biked maybe thirty forty miles. Uh, I walked maybe twice that. Uh, over the course of those wow. few days, just walking back and forth across the. Uh, Would you like lose like fifteen pounds in like less than a week or something? Huh? Yeah. L- living living off granola bars and biking constantly, I would think so. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway, I, I don't know if any of that was interesting. This is just me talking about 
<laughs> no, you're talking about an experience and talking about sort of the, the theory behind it. it. It is interesting. Like I said, we're, we're expanding the podcast to include all sorts of different varying things. People don't have to listen if they don't want. And they can shoot me angry emails, but no one ever does that. <laughs> do they send, do they send you positive emails? Uh, I, occasionally. I don't know. There's no, I, I think we have, you know, not to sound like Richard Nixon again, but I think, you know, we have kind of a silent, silent majority of listeners. <laughs> that is a, a lot, probably a lot of, lot of, lot of people that are, uh, majority relative to what, Ian? Up to what? Majority to, well, yeah, relative to what, right? Right. I don't know, relative to, uh, you? Relative to, relative to my own expectations, exactly. Right? Uh, well, that's good. I consider it pretty decent, pretty reasonable. But yeah, so th- this is uh, this is interesting. Yeah, and I kind of never would have pegged you for going wanting to get in on one of these situations. You said your dad's gone a few years. Yeah. Really got, what got what what got him into it? So okay, so there's this place uh, called the Lonely. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the the Lost Penguin. Yeah. And the Lost Penguin is, I think it's run by some theater people because they have like a little stage. It's not very big. Uh, they have a little stage uh, uh, set up where. There's various performances throughout the throughout the burn. Um, uh, I stopped there once where there was a bunch of stand-up people who were just doing the worst stand-up ever, and it was hilarious because it was just terrible, and they were doing it in front of a bunch of fucked-up people, and they didn't care, and they were, they were clearly having a lot of fun just doing, like, like uh, uh, just really cheesy, terrible jokes. Um, so so it's called The Lost Penguin. It was it was on 430, which is where my, my, my home was, and so I sort of hung around that intersection a lot. Um, uh, and this is just a place people would stop by and sort of sit there for a while. Uh, they sometimes handed out juice. Um, and uh, the the lost penguin had been there for for a few years because my dad my dad's first burn uh, he went to the lost penguin to do a performance. You mean to do bad comedy? No, no, no. So so they do all sorts of performances there. And and uh, uh, he uh him and his friend uh, Renee uh, had gone there, so 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 the idea that he was supposed to contribute something, and he contributed uh, a performance with his friend. His friend is like a like a like super amateur musician, and he plays the saxophone. And my dad is I don't know if, like what's below amateur musician, but he's one of those, and he plays the electric drums. And they were going to do a. a, a Pink Floyd tribute is what they called it. Um, except neither of them knew any Pink Floyd songs, and all they did was play the like a mixtape of Pink Floyd and then play their instruments over it and sing. Um, and it was just awful, and they pulled the plug on them. Um. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. That's a default move there. Uh, Whoa. I, I, Ouch. Uh, uh, I, th- I think they, they were claiming they, had, they were having problems with their generator, but, I mean, like, they pulled the plug on them. So... Yeah. <laughs> did, now, 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 did did they bust the guy from uh, from Live at the Apollo or whatever out there for Burning Man to kind of keep things moving along? Right. What is that guy called? He's he's like a he comes out with the hook with the hook or like the broom or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um. Uh, so so I I think my dad goes every year to get redemption for this like incredible embarrassment. Uh. <laughs> Um, he brought his dad out there one year, but like my dad's a total, a total tourist, so he doesn't ever leave his camp. He just sits at his camp and watches the people walk by. Um, he brought a little Vespa to, to walk around the desert with because he could he could move around. Yeah. And he gave out shirts. Cool. 
Interesting. So, so really, you're 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 back in Chicago now, right? Or not Chicago? You're back in Urbana, right? Champaign. Champaign, Urbana. God, I hate that it's two cities built on top of each other, and the university claims them both. Well, or something. It's, it's, it sounds like it's overly complicated. No, it's just the university lies right on the border between the two. So I used to live in Urbana, but now I live in Champaign. I moved right before I went out to I right know. before I went out to Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah. And well, how was that? How was the Hong Kong thing? And you told me a few stories about that, and then you went to Japan and hung out with some sort of vaguely removed family. How far removed was the? Was the family in that sense, like just a generation or so? Yeah, so it was my grandmother's youngest brother. My grandmother passed away about fifteen years ago, maybe. Uh, okay. And uh, it was her youngest brother uh, who owns a, a house out in, on the beach in Onjuku, which is in Chiba, which is like the province right north of Tokyo. Um, none of them spoke English. Uh, so like I like I got into Tokyo. Uh, my second cousin. So my mom's, my mom's cousin's son, I think is what it is. Okay. Yeah, my mom's cousin's son. Uh, he, he spoke a little bit of English. He, he stayed in uh, Texas for a year. Um, but no one else spoke English. And uh, so his name was, uh, his name was uh, Kosuke. And Kosuke picked me up from the airport and he put me in a van and they drove me out to Chiba, uh, which was on the beach. And I went surfing and I broke my ribs or I fractured my ribs or something. And... Uh, I got a really bad sunburn, and I was just in pain, and like I was pussy, and <laughs> wow, <laughs> it was terrible. Calamity. Uh, but Tokyo is awesome. Like, uh, yeah, Hong Kong is 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 really cool. That was a good experience for you, then, huh? <coughs> other than other than the broken ribs and the pussy sunburn. <laughs> And, and probably handfuls of just generally confusing, frustrating moments trying to find where a bathroom was or something. Right, right. Not very many people speak English in Japan. I also didn't meet a girl in either Hong Kong or Tokyo, which uh, also made me mad. <laughs> I need a girlfriend again. Well, you... Oh, really? Oh, man. That, that, that's... Well, like I said, you know, I offered to use the, the full resources of, of, of my <laughs> multi-me- multimedia co- corporate power as, as the president and CEO of GraniteSeed.com, Futile Podcast, main MC. How, how many know. senators do you have in your pocket, Ian? I've, I've, I've... Uh, like so many pieces of loose change. You know? <laughs> really, really, you know, just just on strings, uh, dancing whenever, whenever I need. Right. No. Judge, judges and politicians all over the place, and I guess they're kind of the same thing. So, but I, but I, so I wanted to get to this. So next this weekend, actually, I'm kind of doing an impromptu little thing where I'm gonna you know go down to, to San Francisco to the Bay Area to see a play, and you know sh- you know it's kind of a goodwill mission, I guess, uh, on the part of me and a few of my uh, fellow writers on this TV show we're working on. That's uh, our own self-produced thing. That and you're just you're you're just doing this together? Or are you going to there to meet someone? We're going there to, to, to see to see a play. We're going there to it's a friend of ours' birthday just to see a few other students that have kind of moved on in life. And I'm mainly just going there, you know, to get out of Humboldt for a couple of days. And I'm going to do my best to do the whole tourist gonzo journalism thing and just kind of sit back and. Like, I think I've got things planned just well enough, you know, where it's like I know where some addresses of people are, and I think I've got places to sleep the two nights I'm going to be there. I'm going to bring my toothbrush and a few, you know, 
changes his underwear, and I think that's all I'm going to worry about, you know? And if I'm starving to death, and so be it. I can go two or three days without food if, you know, it works out that way or however it happens. Right. But the point is, I'm kind of doing an opposite of, of the Burning Man thing, where I'm kind of coming from, you know, a, a rural environment, pretty well removed from urban social interactions and truck noises and diesel smells and everything, and I'm going into, you know, the full-on city... So I'm curious what kind of advice you or you know would have for me about that, you know. And I, I I'm you know of course I'll be looking for women. Let's just you know sure, but I probably won't have any luck. But whatever. Oh well, go say hi to them. That that's usually a good first step. That's a good that's a good step. Yeah. But 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 but, but, but in general, just keep your wits about you. Like don't yeah, don't keep the don't wits. don't be off. Uh, be on. Don't be don't be no off. don't be don't okay. be off. Don't exist off. Okay. Exist on. Be on. Yeah, be be positive. Be ready to ready to do whatever needs to happen. You don't need to be positive. Bitterness helps also, like for humor and like timing. I, th- I think you need to be a little bit bitter to be to have good timing. But uh, that's true. That's true. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, but be on. Be like um, be ready. Have sure. your wits about you. Um. Yeah, I mean it'll it'll be an experience. I think you know. Um, I'm so, just, uh, so you're doing this as like a team building ex- exercise. Is that the idea? No, no, not at all. It's just it's just a confluence of things are happening. That a movie I edited is going to be screening in a film festival, and I'm not even going to probably go go to that. But and a friend is having a birthday in the pick uh, a party at the park, and another friend's got to play, and I'm going to see another friend I haven't seen in a while. And like I said, I really just it's it's enough of an excuse for me to get away. I'll, I'll take pictures of the city and use it as a loca- location scout for another screenplay I'm working on. I mean, I got. It's it's really like there's absolutely nothing vaguely legitimate about any reason for me to be going down there, which uh, kind of worries me. But at the same time, I'm you know just gonna treat it like a vacation. Do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll be uh, it'll be interesting either way. I mean, yeah. So the the systems the systems are just not something you want to try to repair, probably. Then no, tear it all down, tear it all to the fucking ground. Right. So that's why that's part of why it's great that they burn the man. They just fucking burn him to the ground. Right. So so uh, uh, the man is up there. You can climb into the man for the first couple of days, and then on Friday and then on Friday night they close it down. They set up a big barrier, and then a bunch of construction crews come in and they rig the whole thing with fireworks, um, and then. Um, on Saturday night, the man burns, and uh, his hands are down, and then he puts his hands up when he's ready to burn, and then everyone gathers around, and the whole thing, like, the fireworks go off, and the whole thing burns to the ground, and uh, and then all the art cars, like, circle around, and it just becomes this big party, and then as soon as, uh, uh, like, everyone stands around waiting for it to collapse, and then once it collapses, everyone cheers, and there's this, this big party, and people run in, like, rush in to the, to the flames and, like, dance around, and they sort of compact the flames, and there's, like, a big pile of ashes that people just dance around. It's like a big spontaneous bonfire in the middle of the desert crazy <laughs> um, and then then they go home yeah and then they go home it, it took us about three hours to get out of that place <laughs> oh my gosh three hours to get out <clears throat> well so, so, so when, when we were getting out uh, they were doing it staggered so they would release like 500 cars and then they would hold it for 45 minutes and then they would release another 500 cars uh, so like, people would stop, and they knew they would be sitting there for 45 minutes, so people would get out and sort of walk around, and they were having their last little... I played Twister, as we like, with a group of people, as we were waiting to go out. Um, and you still had no endgame. Still had no endgame. Uh, oh, my god, <laughs> That's okay. I think I even almost had endgame once with Twister. I mean, <laughs> okay, though. Okay, so, so yeah, so it took a while to get out, huh? Yeah. Um, but, but tear the man to the ground, Ian. 
The whole system. The whole oh, system yeah. needs to burn. Yeah, just like just like in Callahan too, vigilante justice. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Interesting. So, what you got? Any any other anecdotes, or is that kind of that's the the sum totality of, that is your Burning Man experience for 2010? Uh, You're gonna go back. You really want to go back. It, it was a positive thing for you, overwhelmingly. Yeah. No major sun. No major sunburns or pussiness or anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was like when I left, I was just filled with ideas of what I wanted to do the next time. So, so, so I, was, I, I was a virgin. Virgins who go like people who. Uh, have never been before. They're called virgins. There's a little ritual you have to do before you go in. You have to. They have a bell that you have to clang, and then they make you roll around in the playa dust because the dust is going to get everywhere anyway. And so they are trying to just get you used to being dusty. Um, um, and you're usually greeted by a naked old man. Um, so you get used to nudity. Like you get used to nudity right away. Um, um. <laughs> I love the idea. That, that, that they that, that even in this in this society oh I just see there's there's default input source that's written on audacity I don't know why I think the term default is just stuck in my head now <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to, but um remember I had that whole joke about the band default too right where, where it was like if every other band every other person with like instruments in the world were destroyed then maybe you know it's like if, 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 if from, from even people that had no musical talent innate or anything like if that part of their brain was removed so that they couldn't like bang sticks <laughs> against rocks then maybe default would be the best band by default yes I remember that was a good one but um but I mean it just seems it seems kind of funny to me that they sort of have these these you know like well here we've got to make sure that you know roll around in the dirt so that because you're going to get dirty anyway and look at this naked guy because you're going to see naked people like there's got to be this weird kind of uh I don't know, like a, like baptismal quality to it, I guess, son. As opposed to just like, hey, come on in, and whatever happens is going to happen. Right. Well, well, so 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 the burners are usually very welcoming. They usually give you a hug, and if, if someone finds out that you're a virgin that and and they've been a burner for a long time, they say welcome home. So th- there's a little bit. There's. A little... <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I would just turn around and leave at that. Point. Right, right, right. I uh, see. Yeah, there, there he goes. I should go just for that, right? Just for that experience. Welcome home. Really? Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so what else? What else? What else? This is good. This is good. <laughs> um, I mean, so that's, that shit's weird, but that's like, I mean, like... No, 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 I get it. I get it. It's weird, but I mean, you know, like, of course, you know, I, you gotta mock it, too. Right, right, right. There's gotta be some... There, there, it, there's gotta be levity, otherwise there can be no uh, no prosperity. So, so, so there's lots of things that are there that I would find very offensive anywhere else, like... Oh, like like the fur, or just the like the nudity, or the people, the person that was flashing me. Like, goddamn, that guy, that guy, that guy's yeah. just fucking socially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, but I I didn't find anything offensive. I didn't find anything that sort of set me off or made me think that like uh, I found a lot of things that I had no interest in participating in or contributing to or being a part of at all. Yeah. But but I felt that it that it fit into the environment in such a way that I was very comfortable with it being there. Um, well, not to mention the fact that, like, you know, you're just one of, one of many. So, who gives a shit what your opinion is? Right, right. And so, just like in the just like in the real world, you know, unless you form a coalition and you know, right. And and, and uh, yeah, burning torches. And all it was that. it was kind of humbling like that. That's right.